0: Hey love, thanks for tuning in today. Are you or someone you care about stuck in the struggles of divorce, feeling heartbroken, lonely, or simply lost in life? Well have no fear, the Joy Ride Experience is here, a 16-week women's growth group to heal heartbreak and reclaim joy after divorce. Join this tight-knit community because you deserve to be seen, heard, and healed with other women who just get it. Joyride is complete with an all-inclusive transformational toolbox, including both one-to-one and group coaching sessions, weekly growth modules, workbooks, and custom integration practices to implement in your daily life. I'm on a mission to empower women to become relentless about choosing and using joy to design the life they truly desire. I saved a seat on the Best Life bus And it's time to snag a spot. Simply visit joyfullydivorce.com today to book a free joy ride session and make sure it's a fit for you. We're enrolling now for the August through December, 2022 session. All right. It's time to start this joy jam. Join me now. Hey friends. Thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heartbreak Happy Hour. It's Tuesday, and it's so good to be on with you today. I'm Heidi P, Chief Joy Officer and Divorce Coach over here at Joyfully B, where we help women reclaim their joy after divorce. And we're going to get Danielle on here in just a second. She's going to be joining us, and she's our co-host for today. So let me get her in here. Go live with it, Dan- and let's see if Danielle's gonna pop up up top or down below. Hello,
1: hello, beautiful. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you great. Can you right. hear? Me okay. Yeah, I'm trying a new. Do- I got a lavalier mic. So oh. like, I'll try this out a little bit. I'll sit back in my chairs. I'm not so close. And you can still hear me? Okay.
0: So, so fancy. <laughs>
1: You know, I think, excuse me, my pup is very excited about this time every day. These sweet little boys right next door, they love to play their, like, drive their little power wheels up and down the street, and she's so excited. She wants to go play with them, and it's not, not the best time.
0: <laughs> it's all good. We welcome pets and people here mm-hmm. on Heartbreak Happy Hour. So everybody, this is Danielle. She is, she's already gone on Cup of Joy, the podcast with me just a couple weeks ago or just about a month ago. Mm -hmm. So you should definitely check out that podcast episode. But today we're going to dive in even deeper. We've been collecting questions for two weeks now because last week I came down with a bug and Danielle so kindly at the last second (laughs) willingly said she would come on today So thank you so much for being flexible. No problem.
1: And jumping. No all. I'm glad you're feeling better. A little yeah. so raspy, but
0: I know I got that sexy little like, you know, some people like when they lose their voice. And truth be told, well, I promise you guys will get into it in a minute. But <laughs> truth be told, I went to a New Kids on the Block concert with my sister, like a couple days before I got COVID or I don't even really know when I got it. I could have got it. So the next day, I just thought, I was screaming too much. I was like right. full time. And it wasn't until the rest of the fun kicked in where I was like, whoa, this is not. This oh, is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like down and out for like four days. But oh, no. back fully into it. Will you just take a second? And I like to have the people that join me just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Versus me saying, this is Danielle. She's a this, da, 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 da. Like. You tell us who you are and why are you even here today?
1: Why are you? Well, I I'm here because I love you. Okay, so if those who have not listened to the podcast, Heidi and I are dear friends from college. Um, She was my little in our fraternity. We were in a volunteer fraternity, and like they matched us up because we were like literally sisters from another mister, like parallel lives. We ended up even going into the same field and event planning and life took us apart and then back together and then apart and back together. And it's just, she's just one of those friends that, you know, you could just pick up where you left off. So, um, but we connected again recently because I just finalized my divorce in March. And, um, I was very lucky that we have a very amicable relationship and Excellent co-parenting, and you know, Heidi and I have always just vibed on you know personal development and growing ourselves and being positive, and you know trying to find the we always found the silver lining in everything. Um, So that's why we came together to have this conversation and to help women you know, through this time in their lives. And I am getting certified as a life coach. So this is a passion of mine as well. Yes, I know. I, I feel so many projects, you and I coming in the future. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. I have a little, like some personal details. I live in the Nashville area. We have two kids. One just turned 11 and another one's eight years old. And um, so I'm in the thick of it with parenting. And I have this little dog here that you'll see running around in the background, Daisy. Um, But yeah, that's those some details about
0: me. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. I'm so glad that you're here. And I think just to layer add another layer on there. One of the biggest things that you and I are both all about and why we click so well is because we just believe so much of women empowering women, Mm -hmm. women empowering themselves to just spread this juicy, electric, authentic energy into the world. So whether you're a man, a woman, a a dog, a cat, or whatever you identify or don't identify as, you are welcome here. Take what you want to take. Take what resonates. I say this at the beginning. Uh We're not your gurus. We're not the end-all, be-all. We're just two women who have cracked the code on our own authentic lives. And we love sharing what we've learned about ourselves through our healing journeys with others so that if it resonates with you, you can connect and connect and connect with us or others Right own voice and then carry that through. Cause it's just like, you and I are all just about that healing
1: energetic space to just self empower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're working on right now, Heidi, because I know you're doing, working on your group coaching and stuff like that. And I agree. Like, I love what you're creating here because Uh, going through a divorce can be very siloing and especially through COVID and everything we just learned to just silo and not connect with others. And we're we're very disconnected as a society. And I, I felt, you know, I live in a very beautiful, like affluent area, lots of happy families and stuff. And when I decided to go forward with my divorce, like it, it felt very, I felt very alone. So I feel like coming on here and like creating community and it's, you know, there's more than more of us than there are of people that are married. <laughs> now. Like it, I think it's like 54% of people are getting a divorce now. And, um, and it's important that we normalize it and normalize conversation around it and normalize community around it. Um, so that we can continue our growth and our healing process because you know, it's an opportunity I feel like this, it can be an opportunity to express and find your authentic self and and step into that and figure out what you want in life, so. Yeah, and I really
0: love these conversations and we get questions from people who are not divorced too. So wherever you find yourself, at the end of the day, if you're not feeling fulfilled as your authentic self, that's really where we wanna help fill in the gaps to shift from, like heartbreak comes in many Forms, shapes, and sizes. Mm-hmm. And while a lot of the questions we get are around breakups, divorce, relationship ties or unties, and they're beautiful things. Whatever you, whatever's on your heart today, feel free to drop it in the comments. You can always send it to. Uh, our dms or our our email account so that we can answer it on future episodes but today danielle is going to co-host with me and it's going to be a great topic danielle has not gotten a chance to even peek at the questions i know (laughs) I, i do that on purpose because i trust the people that i bring on so much because they speak from their heart and present moment. And that's so important. And I do my best to not actually look too deep at these questions either, because it's the same thing. Yeah, Different things hit different days. So if you have questions or comments, drop them below. And let's just dive right in. There's good things tonight. So here's the first one. And you can always take a pass too, right? If you're just like not locking into your intuition, that's cool. But I I know you and I are we just do what we do. So the first question says, everything reminds me of my ex. Mm. And it makes me so sad. How do I stop? That's Mm. how they phrase the question. So again, you guys, without knowing, we may have answered questions differently. If we were in a coaching situation, if you want to do one to ones or get more connected with Danielle or I, you know, message us on the side. But we're, we're reading your questions and giving you what we've got from our own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go deeper, just, just a side note there. But OK, everything reminds me of my It makes me sad. How do I stop? What do I do?
1: So whenever complicated emotions come up, the first best thing to do is to greet them with curiosity and wonder. Hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, that's, this is coming up for me. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. What about it is making me sad? Is it and then we don't know this person's story? Is it is it the their the loss of them? Is it the painful memories of episodes where there was abuse? Things like that. So first I always say complicated emotions are really best met with wonder and curiosity. And that way you're not internalizing it. You can give it enough space to walk around it and say, okay, look at let's Look at this from all angles. Right. And when you get that space, you can really see the emotion for what it's worth. Um, And also, too, that any emotional response that you receive from something, the emotions only really last like about 90 seconds neurobiologically. So let that pass, okay? Don't perpetuate it with more um, messaging about whether what this person did to you or the pain from your relationship. Just let it pass. Walk around it and take a look at it. Now, then it's all about reframing it right? So we can choose to take a look at our situation and focus on all the negative things, what this person did to me, the pain that's involved, all those kind of things. Or we can try to reframe it. And I understand not every situation is reframable. Okay. Sometimes it's just going to be like, that had nothing to do with me. That was all there, what had to do with them. And that's sometimes a possible reframing, but sometimes finding gratitude from what you've learned from this relationship, finding gratitude in the person that you've become because of this trial that you've been through, finding gratitude in where you are now and the future that lays ahead of you and giving peace to that relationship and saying, thank you, mm-hmm. I think can really help reframe, um, can reframe where you're at and, and how those, things trigger us. What do you think, Heidi?
0: Yeah. I mean, especially, and this, the, the gratitude and thanks is one of those things that say that to me in the first three months. And I'm going to say, screw you. Yes. Yes. So where you're at and, and, and maybe not even the first three to six months, you could be three years into this, but have not done a lick of, personal growth and development and healing. And mm-hmm. so if you're just starting here today, you might feel like you do. So I just wanna tread right. in that space uh, based on where you're at. Now, say that to me, six to 12 months when I had started getting curious, like you said, around what is this? Where is this coming from? What is this really? Like, wow. like walking around it like, what is this really that's here? why am I actually feeling this? Right. And I remember there's
1: emotion underneath an emotion. Sometimes like sometimes yeah. it's like, okay, sadness, but really it's regret. Yeah. Really it's jealousy. Really. It's, it's, there's so many other complicated things. Right. So giving it that space is so important and journaling, just, just do a stream of consciousness. Let it all come down, just write out. And then you'll find that they you start getting to the lo- different layers too. Yeah. yeah. So-
0: for sure. But I do, I will say, once I got further down my journey, then I was able to go, oh, I'm sad because I was so, I was so given the opportunity to experience deep love and connection and uh, a lot of different things, a lot of juicy memories. So that's why I'm sad. And so instead of being really sad about it all the time, then I went like, wow, I'm just so grateful that I had that Mm -hmm. time in my life, that it wasn't just like a crap show the whole time. Like I'm sad because it was so good. And I missed that. Mm -hmm. And real with myself and have that dialogue um that's when the gratitude actually works in my favor now the other side of this is just allowance so Mm -hmm. i spent a lot of time not allowing myself to be sad trying to literally swallow the tears trying to literally Mm -hmm. you're not a mad person heidi don't be angry about it up, buttercup yeah chin up like positive positive like put the sunnies on and act like it's all good. I'm all good. I'm moving on. Look at me. Mm -hmm. And it really like when those moments came in and guys, it's been probably, I think it's been about eight years now for me,
1: Mm.
0: still some moments where things remind me of good times or has-beens and things like that. And now I just allow myself to go, you know what? That's okay. That's okay to reflect back that's okay to have a little, Ooh, I remember that. Yeah. Sometimes we even do that in mourning other versions of ourselves
1: mm-hmm. like
0: ourselves, or as we age. I think sometimes I'm coming up on 40 this year and I'm not afraid of it. I'm excited for it and everything and beyond. I think there's That's a lot wonderful. of
1: You're going to love it.
0: <laughs> a great job. Like just be, yes. And there's so many things that I've realized keep being good, but <clears throat> When I was going through my 20s and hitting 30, I remember doing that and every year just like kind of inching up past 30 going like, oh man, I kind of remember when I used to do this and life used to be so much easier. But you forget all the things that were harder when you only reflect on the things that were amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to do that. So I think curiosity is huge. I think allowance and allowing the memories to be there and just go like, oh yeah, okay like come in
1: and let it go. Yeah. And it, you're right. You're all right. It is. So it, we have no idea where this person is. I mean, this could be a very fresh breakup and stuff and it's okay. Like cry it out, girl, you know, just let it all go. If you just push down the emotions and I encourage you to do some type of movement, to move it out of your body, Yeah. Like, walk, yoga, stretch, whatever feels good, dance. You know, whatever feels good to get it out of your, to get it out of your system, it's so helpful because we can trap our emotions in our body. So like what Heidi was saying about, you know, just pushing it down and being as positivity, that's not helpful at all. We have this toxic positivity. If you don't let the emotions feel, they don't let them come out. They can't teach you anything. Right. If you keep them hidden away, you're only going to hurt yourself. So I love what you had to say about that as well.
0: Yeah, thanks for that movement piece. I literally did so much of my healing on the sidewalk beach path that I used to live on. So mm-hmm. into my teeny tiny little apartment, guys. It had a Murphy bed. It was like, like it was like yeah. space any room. And I think that's actually when you and I first reconnected. It was we got a call, and I was like, I live in a shoebox. But my saving grace was this route that I would take every morning and every night by myself. And I would just walk and walking just became like slow walking. I'm not talking like speed walking, mall walking, jogging, none of that. Just slow walking to be with myself became one of the most peaceful places in my life. And the other thing that I'll say about movement is, and I think I talked about this yesterday uh, on one of my stories is movement, if you even elevated a a a level, and you go in with some intention to kind of really get a good sweat on that's always where I teach myself physically mentally and emotionally how to push the edges of discomfort mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is I go to this gym it's called orange theory you may or may not have heard of it mm-hmm. I know how to just push you to the edge of your comfort zone in every single workout mm-hmm. and I love it because literally this morning it was like, leave better than you came. And it just said, like, keep going. What your mind achieves, your body achieves, what your mind believes. And when I was reading those words, I was just like, you can, I gave myself permission. You can be uncomfortable now. Mm-hmm. It's creating your growth. Mm. The physical movement can be such a great opportunity for us to just embrace being uncomfortable. Mm whether that's embracing being uncomfortable, being hot. A lot of us, we don't like to sweat. We don't want to be hot. I have friends that don't work out because they're just like, I don't like being hot. It's okay to be uncomfortable. We need to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations so that we can shift ourselves into something different. That's how growth happens. And when I work out, it's a physical reminder that I can do the same thing mentally and emotionally. And a lot of once I don't know about you
1: <clears throat> yeah and I think that's really powerful too it's like you really are whenever you're going through heartbreak it is it's it's that it's that that edge right you're just you're you're creating a new edge for yourself to go a little bit further in your emotional journey and your growth journey what I can sometimes find is very helpful is to create like a mantra when things come like up, you know, like I can do hard things is like was yes. a big mantra for me during my process, and I have it on my refrigerator too. It's like I can do hard things. Like I have survived all of the <laughs> worst days, and I will continue to survive all the worst days ahead of me. You know, and it's really because it, so much of it is a mental game. It really, really is trying to keep yourself in alignment so i mean letting the emotions come out is good but giving yourself some reframing mantras to, to keep yourself centered and moving forward and and you know believing in yourself that you know some storms what's the saying not all storms come to like produce destruction they come to clear your path
0: yes
1: and i and i always lean on the the on the side of like everything is happening for me you know and if sometimes i feel out of control i just f- try to lean into the feeling that there is a like, greater power whatever you believe at play that's assisting me and clearing a path for me for my divine you know uh, destiny
0: oh yeah i know that mm-hmm everything I see in front of me right now to this current day. And there's so many things that I'm so obsessed with that I
1: love about in my
0: life, including, uh, including my partner, you know, the things and beyond him, the friendships, the, uh, family relationships, all so much of what I see in front of me now would not be possible unless that storm came through and hit and twisted me around and threw me back down, and I got a lot of bruises, and I and I healed, and I wouldn't be able to be looking at what I see right now without going through that storm, right? Absolutely. I Absolutely. really believe that. I love what you said, because I also use the subscribe to the mantra, I can do hard things. It's actually the header on my Facebook page. Like, <laughs> it's once I started choosing that, Choice is such a big part of our healing process too. I work with my client mm-hmm. massively around choice. But once I started to choose to believe I can do hard things and I just started saying it to myself every time it felt hard because it used to be like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. How am I going to do this? I, like, especially around like technology, uh, all the things. A lot. I, I just
1: feel I giggle because my my ex is in tech, and I was like, in our conversations about getting a divorce, I was like, can we like write it into the divorce that you're gonna help me with like my internet if it goes out or something like yes. that? Because he was always like, he's like, I'll help you. Don't worry. Oh my like, gosh. Okay, thank you. It's a thing. It really is.
0: There are so many, so many times when you go through heartbreak where you have to tell yourself, I can do hard things. I remember changing a light bulb on a fan that was super tall because my ex was really tall, like a whole, like really tall. And he would do all the up top stuff. And I remember just sitting on my couch, bawling my eyes out, being like, see, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. And I literally was just like, I can do it. I can do hard things. I can, I will figure this out. Like I, I, I think I grabbed like a, a shoe box with shoes in it, put it on. A kitchen chair and finally was able to reach up top on my tippy toes twisted it off but I tell you what the hour it took me to change that light bulb was a growth opportunity for me and There's 45 40, minutes of your mindset 45 <laughs> minutes of, of growing that mindset and proving to myself yeah like, it's great that we get people in our lives friends family members loved ones partners that can help us with things and do things, and also we get to prove to ourselves in the moments of hardness that we can do hard things. Yeah, I so don't
1: know what you're capable of until you're putting in the situation to rise to the next level. So, yeah, and I don't.
0: I don't know about you, but when this question came up, everything reminds me of my ex. Like, like, what do I do? I remember another thing that was a real standout for me, and it was listening to music,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. I just could not, it was, the, it was the worst because I'm obsessed with music. Music is like, speaks to my soul in every way, shape or form. And for those of you listening who struggle, like every song reminds me of this person. If you're with that person for however many years, I mean, I was with my partner for over 15 years to like, or over, just over 11 years. That's a long time of decades of songs filtering through your brain and your heart and your body. But one of the things I wanna share around this Well, three things. First of all, it's the first time in a long time when I actually shifted gears and started listening to Christian music again. It had been a long, long time Mm -hmm. and that was really healing for me. The second thing was I got into podcasts and that was really healing for me. It like opened up my whole life to a whole new thing and growth and listening to people go. It was like books on tape, basically, when I listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing that I started doing was reframing the lyrics. Mm. So for, for anyone who's never heard heard this, I made it up for myself to reintroduce all the songs that I loved. There were so many songs that I loved, but they talked about love and they talked about partner and they talked about you and me's. And that was really painful and really saddening until I decided to listen to the lyrics from the perspective of. My highest self, mm. most loving self, talking to my most wounded self. Mm. Wow. Talking beautiful. to me as a partner.
1: Absolutely.
0: Talking to me as the love of their life. Talking to me. And me saying those beautiful, kind, loving things to myself mm-hmm. was like
1: a game. A That's really awesome.
0: Yeah, game changer. So do what you got to do around um, everything. Reminding you of your ex, I think another thing that I started to do is just like declutter. And these mm-hmm. are really cool. we talked a little bit about the self healing and the spiritual side and the self improvement side, but like also decluttering.
1: That's a great idea. Yeah, I got a whole new house, so yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. was brand like pretty much everything's
0: brand new. So me too. Really nice. Board <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all of the new. So we literally split everything like four plates. Four bowls, for- mm-hmm. and so I did that for a little while, and then I just took a little trip to IKEA, and I remember the first time it's like I bought some new things. I didn't spend a lot, and if you can do it, yeah, clear it out, get rid of it. I even I even took like my wedding book and like asked my mom to just like keep it for a while. I wasn't sure if I wanted to toss it out or get rid of it. <laughs> You have kids like you do it's like mm, what do you do so it was just like can you hang on to it like I don't want it to be in my space anymore but like I don't know what I want to do with it so declutter and like start making it feel more like you yeah and your space and this new version of you like breathe a newness into every little aspect of your life that you possibly can
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? the other thing that's interesting about choice too is that like You know, some of these feelings, these sadness is like, you know, fear, fear you won't, you know, find someone that's like this other person or whatever. And um, what's really interesting to me is that fear and excitement run along the same neural pathways in the brain. And so sometimes it's a choice, like, oh, you know, if, if you're walking around that emotion, that sadness really reveals like fear, fear you'll never be loved again. You know, how can we flip it and choose excitement? So, excitement about what the possibilities are. Cause I've been through this. I've grown this I know what more I want in a relationship, what I'm deserving of and, and w- what awaits me in the future, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really believe that any heartbreak that we go through with a friend or a loved one or a partner is if we can reframe it to simply, you were supposed to have another chance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You were mm-hmm. supposed to have another shot at that friendship another best friend or another friend. You you have another shot at soulmate status, if you want to call it that. I believe there's like many, many soulmates for us. And it can come in many different forms. But like you deserved another shot at something that was going to blow your mind or grow your mind even further beyond where you were at. And so this storm needed to tumble in and flip you around a few times to make you realize that there is another chance to go beyond where you were at. Yeah. Another edge. Yeah. Yeah. Another edge, another chance. So, ah, uh, I love this. Okay. Let's dive into the next question. This time just like flies so fast. I know. <laughs> I saved this one for you because I haven't had somebody on that's been in your position just yet. So I saved this one for you. Okay. You're Okay. Answering it. It says, do you have any advice for separating when things are mutual, I want it to be of a transition as possible. I don't want to fight, but we do have to sort things out. Do you have suggestions? And I just say that for you because I, I believe you were a little bit more on the mutual side in some senses, but then especially that with the um, segment of children, just like wanting to figure that out. So how does, how does that feel? answered
1: Yeah. Um, my first advice is, so if if this is somebody who's going through a divorce and then has things that they need to split and it's all the legalese stuff, uh, stay out of the courts, do not call a lawyer whatsoever. Lawyers, there is an industry in divorce and they want as much money as possible from you. So they will incite, uh, fear, anger, resentment, and they will try to get you guys to fight as much as possible if you want to stay in a good relationship, if you have children and you wanna have a healthy relationship with your ex so that you guys can co-parent and really put the children first, I highly recommend getting a mediator um, I have a fantastic mediator. Uh, if you're in the Tennessee area and I can connect you with her, she's amazing. And she really made things easy. It was uh, very economical. Yeah, <laughs> um, We got, it, got it done for way less um, than most divorces cost. And we only had, the only time we had an issue was when we had to send the paperwork to the lawyer and the lawyer, like try to change our parenting plan without us at, like, it was just like, of course, the minute a lawyer gets involved, they started to mess things up for us. Um, so, if you guys are on the same page and you both want happiness for each other moving forward, I highly recommend um, seeking out a mediator that you both feel good working with. And what they will do is they will take all of your your wants, your needs, take a look at you know what the what the laws say you're entitled to, what you know, look at your finances, and they will help walk you through with a what the alimony, child care, child um, support, all of that. They will walk you through a parenting plan. They will put it all together and they will just take the paperwork and send it to the lawyer. And the lawyer should just have you sign off on it. Read your paperwork from your lawyer. <laughs> so, um, so, and that, that was a beautiful process, you know, and I'm, I, like I said, I am lucky enough that it, it wasn't necessarily mutual, but it was cooperative
0: Yeah, yeah. If you if you have someone who is willing to save on a lot of costs and a lot of time, because it's not even just the cost and the time. That's a huge part, right? But it's also like, the more energy we have to pump into that specific process of making it legal, it can create even more pain, stress overwhelm and heartache for both parties it really really can or or for one party so
1: especially if children are involved the more that you guys can cooperate together and put them first and then that's what we came together and we're like the kids come first so whatever needs to happen between us to make sure that they are psychologically emotionally financially supported that needs to happen and so we designed it all around them I love that. And
0: I actually reached out or Danielle introduced me to her mediator just because I'm working on growing the network for all the women that that are are gaining support from me. And I can vouch for her a 1000%. You know, we can put her details in the in in the show notes um, on Cup of Joy next week, things like that. Or you can reach out to Danielle for more information on that, too. So mediation is such a cool process to be able to just go through a, a kind of on that level. Um, I did not have a mediator. I did have a divorce, or I did have a lawyer, but it was someone that we both knew already and trusted and had relationship with. So mm-hmm. no funny business. There was no his his friend trying to help us out, save us money. It wasn't that. So. Um yeah it's like really find a trusted resource through someone who's been through it that's my biggest advice someone who's been through it or um someone that you know that you can 100 percent go in in for to be mutually beneficial and cooperative yeah. that will lessen the time lessen the cost and lessen the heartache i really think i i mean that's been my experience
1: yeah yeah, yeah I- like, and it's having someone, the mediator is there to help you walk through some of those difficult conversations. I mean, there were a couple of times where, you know things got a little bit uncomfortable and it would have been really hard in given our emotional state to handle those conversations on our own. And so, but it was an opportunity for us to both come to the table, be heard and then have someone say, okay, well, this is what the law says. This is what she's saying. This is what he's saying. How can we all come together? So it's a, it's a really great process. Um, I highly recommend it. And I, I don't think that a lot of people know that that's an option, right? Um, I think we need to normalize, like, like divorces that are that are cooperative, that are working, um, you know, for the kids and stuff like that. And there's there's other other types of divorces, too, where they'll bring in lots of different parties and and all these. that gets really expensive you mm-hmm. um, have somebody that's coming in just for the parenting plan. And someone who's coming, you have a psychologist come in, and all those kind of things. If you guys are on the same page, you can don't have to do any of that. Right. The lawyer's trying to get more money.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good. Thank you for that. I, I really wanted to save that for you. I think you're going to love this next question. Okay. Uh, it is what books do you like for moving on and or growing yourself?
1: Oh, Oh God! I'm always reading. Um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> there's been there was
0: in my wheelhouse,
1: Doctor Shivali. Doctor Shivali. Shivali did a book, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was about just like a, being a like woman and stuff like that. Doctor Sh- Shivali went through a divorce too, and it's her awakening. It was like an awakening woman book. Ooh. I can't remember the name of it. We will look it up. Put it
0: in the notes for
1: sure. I really liked that one. Um, I really like that one. Um, there, uh, Michelle, I haven't read Michelle's book. Uh, she's got a, there's a couple of divorce books on that she's written that are really, really good. I'm, I will tell you books are great. Um, what really was transformational for me during this process is I went through something called RTT. Um, it was called, it's called rapid transformational therapy. It's hypnotherapy that is subconscious reprogramming. Mm. So I had, I had adopted a lot of subconscious, um, beliefs and an identity that was not serving me anymore, uh, due to some childhood things that caused me to marry a man who was just like my father that exacerbated of the childhood stuff. So I what she does is that she takes you into hypnosis. We identify the root origins of the trauma. And then we create a subconscious reprogramming audio that I would listen to every single night. So I would help like put myself into self hypnosis and then listen to that. That for me was the most transformational thing I could have done. Um, And just spending time with myself, like, journaling, how do I feel, um, you know, really walking around my feelings and things like that, spending time in like solitude, meditation, just really being with myself, I think was the most transformative. I could read every book on the shelf, you guys, but really it's that action that is going to make the biggest difference for you. Um, So I recommend if, so it's rapid transformational therapy. If you need a resource, I can give that. I have an amazing resource in Chicagoland area who is, who does things virtually. Name Shweta Shimani, and she's amazing. Um, so I, like I said, I, I think having a, a, a trusted therapist is probably way better mm-hmm. than- reading a book I can read books for days but it's it's really the application and the action that is going to make those things stick and is really going to create the change for you so I don't know what do you think Heidi I mean yeah
0: definitely diving in with a mentor or a coach or a therapist or I'd never heard of RTT so I love that so much I'm definitely gonna have to look into it um I mean actually being able to, a lot of the work that I do, and I'm sure you, you do as well is like body-based work. So it is getting out of the brain and getting so much more into the body to let the emotions move through. Um, and then understanding what's happening at a cognitive level as well to unite the two. So mm-hmm. definitely that is by far number one for me, but I did have a couple that I read um one of them that I read in the very beginning was called, and these, these were at the time they were enough for me because I didn't know anything else. Right. And then when I, then I kind of graduated to more like mentorship and, and coaching and therapy and things like that when I was ready, because sometimes you're just not ready to involve other resources, mm-hmm. but when you are willing, some. You, I don't even think I was ready. I think willing is the right word. When you are willing to go into that space, then you're open to transformation. But if you're too Mm -hmm. closed off, sometimes I think books, podcasts, things like that are nice to just like kind of dabble in and start to feel a little bit different until you work your way into willing. And so.
1: And it's also those books and stuff like that are so great because it's like, you don't feel alone, you know? (laughs) Oh, somebody else is dealing with it or might have felt the same way that I'm feeling. So
0: yeah. I think the some of the books I'm gonna mention, it was more about like they really helped me start the journey of, of self-awareness. So I didn't really know what to even like think about or ask myself or those types of things. And at first I was just really embarrassed, to be honest, like from all my shame cycles and learning, learning all the beliefs that I learned along the way through this beautiful life um, that weren't true. You know, I just love it. (laughs) Like, I was just embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. And I thought I was the only woman in the world that failed at her marriage, Mm. broke her friendship with this great guy. And like, great, how am I gonna like, who, who am I even? So one of the books that I picked up First was um, called Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini. Yes. And the reason why I loved that book was because I had a really strong mean girl inside my head. She was blaming me. She was shaming me. She was making me feel all the things that weren't actually true. And so that was just like a real light trickle of a dose and quick and easy read and a lot of really gentle journal journal props. Mm. It's an old book. I mean, we're talking probably like I don't even know, 2015, maybe, <laughs> maybe
1: like wait. Yeah, it was like, like it was about six or seven years ago when you introduced it to me. So. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So there's that one. But then the
0: next one is by Gabby Bernstein, Gabrielle Bernstein called may cause miracles.
1: Mm, I hate that one too. That one's really good.
0: I love this book so much. Same reason as that where it's more of a daily devotional, Like, not on this, uh, not on the like religious realm, but more on the self development realm, Mm -hmm. where it's self exploration is, I guess, the best way to put it. And it's short little snippets. Mm -hmm. And I know that every day I might not be able to commit to like these big, deep therapy sessions, but maybe just like a little dose of exploring who I am now. It was like a real gentle dose that's called May Cause Miracles by Gabriel. I really,
1: I really like that one too. Um, I do find that like sometimes when we're going through so much yeah. that it's very difficult to digest a large book or something yeah. that has a lot of information in it. So when I was going through my divorce, the two books that I had with me all the time were Young Pueblos, Inward and Clarity, and it's, it's a collection of poetry and it, it's a lot about like the, the journey inward, um, our own self-expression, our own authenticity, and then, um, a lot of what true emotionally mature love looks like, feels like, sounds like, and that really helped me a lot. Cause when I would do my work with Shweda, she's like, okay, well, you know, if you want to have this kind of relationship, this like with somebody she would have me write a characteristics of the person that I would, you know, a person I would want to attract and what I wanted to feel like in a relationship. And then she had me write a list that was who I had to be to attract that or be a partner to that kind of person. So then it was a little bit of like self-reflection. I'm like, okay, well, where did I go wrong in this relationship? How could I, um, you know, create a better environment to have emotionally mature love you know in in my life. So um those two books and those are like little snippets like little like but very thought provoking. Um I mean I remember just taking like picture after picture and sending it to people um along my journey like oh my god look at this and I would send the book send the books to everybody too. They're not necessarily divorce books. Right. They're books about self-exploration. They're books about manifesting the kind of relationship that you do want that you're worthy of. Yeah. You're, you're enough up for. So it really, I don't I'm not necessarily, I don't recommend necessarily re- divorce books. I'm hey. about, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mine is, it's it's always just been about really going inward for myself. Like, how can I know myself better? Because I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. When that happened, I was like, whoa. I do not even know who I am right now Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) without this person and especially flying solo, like, Whoa. So yeah, those books, some of the books can be really great. I I also found it really helpful to start a really intentional morning practice. Mm, Yeah. And that doesn't have to mean, I, I have one that I share with all my clients, but that doesn't have to mean like you just get up and sweat. And then that you're on with your day. It is like really creating a beautiful series of things that feel so good for growing and knowing yourself,
1: mm-hmm. creating
0: certainty within yourself, and then being able to show up for yourself in that way every morning as just a self-honoring practice. Mm-hmm. And I started, I learned that in the beginning and I transformed that into my own way but I read a very quick read called The Miracle Morning by mm. Elrod. Yeah. It, it was a game changer. It was just such a game changer. And that's really when I started doing all those reflective
1: walks and going inward. And um, just
0: by- especially if
1: anybody's listening to this and they have kids. Mm-mm setting time aside for yourself in the morning, you get up a little bit earlier and I do a manifestation in journaling and 10 pages of personal development in my coffee ritual and whatever kind of movement. I try to get about 20 minutes of movement. in. sometimes it's just stretching. So whatever, it just feels good to my body. I get, try to get that in and that really, it just sets the tone for the day and it's honoring yourself first. That's it. Yeah.
0: Self-honoring practice. So good. All right. So I think we got a good, good tidbits on that. Um, Let me see what the next one is. Okay. So this one says, I feel super lost. Like, I don't know who I am anymore. How did you find yourself after divorce? What should I do? What are your must-haves for moving forward?
1: That is an interesting question it's a lot of it is turning inward. Yeah. Really feeling through everything. And like I said, we said it was the first question. If you're just joining us, it's taking an emotion and like walking around it and wondering and being curious about it because Mm I think in relationships, especially relationships that involve any type of trauma or maybe some long term emotional is the death of the falls and paper cuts. There's subconscious reprogramming that happens and things like that. There are things that we are, have become part of our identity that aren't, don't belong to us, that should not belong to us and that we need to shed. And so it's identifying, like, I, I did a lot of reflecting on like, okay, who was I like in college, you know, when you and I met, like that was when we were like, hard and proud and this is like Heidi and Danielle show like we were just conquer so... the world like right run we, it. Like, and if if it was like you know if the world was open to you what would you do what would be your first instinct like ask yourself in mean, those questions and 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 look reflecting back of when the most joyous times in my life How was I? Who was I? Because that means that your soul was at its full expression. Yeah. So getting back to that, and this is a time to explore different things. There might be things that are a part of you that you haven't even explored yet because you have, like I said, depending on the relationship, maybe we're limited in some ways. And trying something new is the best way to figure out like yeah. what resonates with you. What's, but always tapping in and saying, okay, is this is setting my soul on fire, right? Like, and just always leaning into whatever is pulling you in that, that direction, um, is going to be key to getting back to who you are, um, And I had a lot of conversations like with my parents and stuff like that, you know, because there was a lot of discussion about how I had changed or kind of wilted over the years because, you know, she's like, when you were in college, you were like this. And sometimes it takes people who are close to us have seen the arc of our journey to remind us who we really were. You know, if you find old journals or something like that from back then, too, that's always been an interesting exploration, too, is like, oh, like, I was really into this. I for, totally forgot that, you know? So,
0: yeah, I went back and started looking at, like, memory books
1: mm-hmm.
0: of things and, and just like, yeah, what was my, what was my essence or what essence do I want to create now? I love how you said, try, try,
1: try, This is opportunity to know Mm -hmm. almost right you can reinvent yourself right it's like who okay this is who I was but really it is all choice Heidi right you were talking about it's like I can reinvent myself what kind of list the type of partner that you want who do you have to be to show up to be to attract that type of partner like if you want a certain job or a certain location or something there's you can attract these things into your life by showing up at the same vibrational frequency and how do you get there, right? And uh, it's about tapping in, going inward and leaning into what lights your soul on fire.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. This is, like we said earlier, this is another chance. This is, this is happening for you because it's another chance for you to go, I'm going to choose this this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to bring this version of me, this mm-hmm. energy to this thing. Like these- and you might find of- that that doesn't work out either. Right.
1: But, but yes. that's what we're here to do. Yes. We're here to evolve. We're here to try on different things. We're here to explore. Our soul's here to explore as much as possible. Yeah. So Yeah. So I'm sorry to hit
0: you. On. I wrote down, um, make a list. And I know this sounds so silly, but it's kind of like your bucket list meets your never tried list. And I know there's something sort mm-hmm. of the same, but it, it not, not always are we just going to like get on a plane and go like, like snorkel through the Great Barrier Reef. Like, right. like,
1: I can't go to Fiji tomorrow. I don't have to make not- account for that.
0: But, yeah. you know, for the reason. <laughs> yes. I, when I was going through it and I finally decided to stand up for myself, that's the best way that I, could, I can explain it. I decided, finally decided to go, like, listen, we're going to do this different. We're not going to lay on the floor and cry and hyperventilate, cry, and do all that shit for another day. We're getting up now. Cause I had already done that for, for weeks and months. I already done that. I was, I was cried out.
1: Right. And remember that biological reaction is only 90 seconds. Yes. Our thoughts that run the cycle again. Yes. Or tell ourself that runs that pushes those, those hormones and those chemicals through our physiology again. Yes. So and just let the emotion happen. Let it leave your body. Then it's easier to get up. For sure so yeah
0: literally had a moment i think i described it maybe i described it on our podcast but i had a moment where i literally told myself get up sternly told myself get up get up right now and one of the steps that i took was i got out my journal and i just said what are the things i have never done and at the time i was living in california i mean it's a playground of everything yeah. You don't need a ton of money to do it to, to go for a, uh, a to go hike a canyon or to, to yeah. you know do whatever walk on the beach, walk on the beach whatever. things I had never done. so it was like I'd never gone to like a cactus make your make your own cactus pot class. I'd never gone to like a bonsai class. I'd never gone to a paint night by myself. Mm -hmm. meet other women. I'd never gone to salsa dancing or flamenco dancing night at the club down the way. I never, um, gone parasailing all these different things. And I just wrote them all down little tiny things that I could do. Like I hadn't gone, um, rollerblading in California. And so all these things and what, and I would just try new things. And sometimes they flopped. I loved how you said like, and see how you feel. Because not all of it is going to end up feeling good. If you go do the thing or you try on a version of yourself, maybe you're going to try on a different clothing style. Or I remember buying hot pink lipstick because I saw it on somebody and I was like, well, this version of me has never worn hot pink lipstick. Let's try. And I went to the fancy makeup counter and I got the matte pink, hot pink lipstick and I wore it for like two months straight. And then after a while, I looked back at pictures and I was like, "Yeah, that's not my vibe anymore." <laughs>
1: and that's the thing too. It's it's it doesn't have to be like, and it, it can be seasonal too. You yeah. know?
0: And but you know what? It felt so good for the two months that I did it, and I was like, "It is pink lipstick day, right? It is go rent a scooter day and." Sc- Scoot down the street to get yourself ice cream and buy a flavor that you've never tried before. It's just like all these little things that you may feel lost, but really, like you said, flip it and go, I'm going to find, I'm going to find what my newness is. I'm going to find the things that I like, the voice that I like, the clothes that I like, the house that I like, the, the feelings that I like, the vibrations that I like you know, and it only comes when we get curious, like you said in the beginning. We try new things and we let it feel however it's going to feel. Yeah. Let it feel awesome and let
1: it feel like, uh, uh no more. Remove any like should, because should equals shame. So it's like I should feel this way. I should feel that way. And it's like for me, like, I, I I'm really good. I'm in a really, really good place. And it's like you know, sometimes like, well, should I feel more sad? Well, it's like, no, just feel how you are going yeah. to feel and own that. And it's okay. It's really okay. And you know, you might you might have some things that you you know who I was. There might be parts of you, you want to leave behind. Right? Absolutely. That's one of the opportunities with excitement, right? Yeah. Like oh, so excited to, 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 instead of fear, right? It's fear or excitement, right? It's like, Oh for God, well, I don't know who I am, but I don't know. La, 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 you, know? you could be like, no, I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'm going to find her and I'm going to discover her and I'm going to grow her. and I'm going to cultivate this beautiful life for her. And that's such a beautiful, I just, it's such an, an, a wonderful place to be. So choosing excitement, feeling the feelings, being intentional about exploring new things.
0: Yes. And if you can't, if you, if you won't allow yourself to choose excitement right now, choose to feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Right? It's all a game, right? It's just a big game. And sometimes if I can't convince myself to do it one way to be excited, I can convince myself to be courageous and do it anyway. Absolutely. And I love it when I can choose excitement. And then sometimes I just like, I'm like, ah, that's not true for me. Okay. Well, what is true for me? Right. Truth is I'm scared of, I'm scared of this because what if I go to flamenco dancing and the people in the front row laugh at me and I'm totally embarrassed. Okay. I'm going to do it anyway. And then I had the time of my life and it was so much fun and
1: I met so many people and they bought me drinks and it ended up being a great time. right? is yes. yes so that, 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 that's an interesting exploration it's like okay what's the worst that could happen right and what's the worst gonna happen can yeah. you live with that yeah you probably live with that you know I'm like all okay. right we get to open our heads about things
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: okay so
0: i think we have time for one more okay um Ooh, maybe two more um if you if you have a few extra minutes yes um this is another one I saved for you because it has to do with kids. Okay. So anytime my kids are with their dad, I feel stressed and sad the whole time. I can never get anything done while they're gone because I can't shake the feeling of sadness that comes when they aren't with me.
1: It's mm. a hard question to answer it uh, is. because I don't know her particular situation. And so I would invite her to explore, okay, Wonder and curiosity, right? I've seen this theme, right? Okay, this is coming up. Mm, I wonder what that's about. Like, it, is it a situation where there has been physical trauma with the relationship? Are they worried? Is she worried for their safety? Is she projecting those feelings on herself because she should mm. be heartbroken? Her children aren't with her. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's a revelation for me. Yeah. I love my kids. I trust my ex. I love when they're not here. I have, when they're not here, I am able to explore things and do things and work on my business and, and how ha- and grow myself. And when they're here, they are going to be here in two hours. I'm in it with them. Like I can be present with them. Right.
0: Mm, I love that.
1: So if it's so, it's allowing those feelings, if that's part of it. Um, it's so hard because we don't know her situation. That's if, there, it. if there is some, some, something going on with her ex where she needs to feel some security, maybe she needs more communication, can, can he send her pictures, that kind of thing when they're not together, um, that, is, that is something to explore and have that dialogue with them. It's the more that you guys can communicate and have a trusting partnership in, in, for your children, the better the kids are going to feel the more secure you're going to feel because they're going to pick up on your emotions too. I think one of the things that's going on so well with my ex and my kids and stuff like that is they, they don't feel any tension between mommy and daddy because mommy and daddy are in a good place and we trust each other and we're on the same page when it comes to parenting. So if there is some disconnect when it comes to parenting, their level of safety, then that's a conversation you need to have on, with your ex so that you guys are on the same page and moving as a cohesive unit. And so the kids can feel that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so wonder and curiosity, get to the bottom of it, walk around and take a look at it and then explore what areas do I need to work on in my relationship with my ex to create a more cohesive co-parenting relationship. I love that. And
0: I'm going to take this in a different direction too. just making, I'm going to make a really big assumption here and I want to get your take on it. Let's, let's assume in this case, um, and I think this goes for people that have been through divorce and and, and maybe haven't, but let's assume that the root issue is loneliness. Mm. The root issue is that the, the, what used to be a full house is now a version of emptiness syndrome in a, in a sense, right? Kids are gone, and on yeah. top of it, like partner is gone. Maybe in, and maybe your partner's out of town, and your kids are gone um, mm. at, at summer camp or something. Have you what what about navigating loneliness when your loved ones are away in mm. any way, shape, or form? Can you relate to that? <clears throat>
1: I can, and I can't, uh, because I am so integrated with my team and I work from home and I'm with, with people like yeah. virtual points. Yeah. Uh, yes. I have a lot of connecting points. I do have a wonderful partner too right now.
0: So that maybe, helps. maybe that's one of them though, Danielle, could one of it be finding the, that community and social networks? Like you've built your own business and your own platform. That's- but
1: yes. it's like, it is, it's just like, okay, looking at the feeling, like where it was it stemming from and then working on that. So if it's a trusting with the ex, if it is loneliness, then then seek out flamenco dancing or paint and sip nights. I will say um, because of the nature of my business and I work for myself, I have been very involved in women's networking groups. And through that, I've created a lot of friendships and we get together outside of the networking groups. And so I have filled my life with so many other beautiful things and people and relationships that I don't, Feel lonely particularly, but that's that's just in my nature. I'm an incredibly social person, and that's always the way that it's been. Um, but but that's a really imp- interesting point for for you, Heidi, to bring up that I didn't even consider because, like I said, it's, just, it's not in my in my realm. So
0: yeah, well, Thank you for bringing it up. for me, when I went through a divorce, we had moved to California together and knew nobody and so and we never actually really started to reach out and create our network of friends we had a lot of convenient uh people who we hung out with by the pool and things like that but we didn't actually have people we hung out with on the weekends we were it and so when we separated not only was it that i don't have my partner but i never had a friend network i never had a network i was starting from ground zero and the biggest thing for me was and I'm gonna use some heavy language here. It's not that heavy, but like I forced myself to go push the edges and see what kinds of groups did feel good. And I'm gonna be honest, you guys, a lot of them didn't. No mm-hmm. one didn't, and I gave my
1: every one of your people. It's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and find your people <laughs> I did find an incredible woman's group with a mentor. And with the intention of growing myself and knowing myself and, and, and finding that kind of inlet opened up the types of relationships that I wanted. And then when I grew myself from there, it started to attract people in my building in my apartment building that were like, Ooh, I like this version of you. Who are you without having to try so hard and force and push it. But it was really in using the alone time, the lonely time turned into sacred alone time. I flipped it. It was like, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. Okay. I'm going to grow through these lonely feelings.
1: Only because you have yourself.
0: And I have heard that a million times, but it is so damn true.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it's like, we're so, we talked about this on our podcast. We're so disconnected from ourselves. Because what we do is like well, I don't want to feel anything bad, so I'm just gonna numb out with wine or TV, but when you numb out one emotion you can't not you can't numb out one emotion so you have to numb out all the emotions and so we've just become so disconnected from ourselves. so for the person who wrote this question, like I don't we're not quite sure, but if loneliness is the 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 issue um and and again, with the girl who said, you know I don't know myself, I have been seen a lot of themes. Yes, I think a lot of us grow up to be who we need to be to attract a mate, not who we actually are. And so it gets a little cloudy. And this is a relationship ending or relationship transitioning is a beautiful time for you to get to marry yourself.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Date yourself Mm -hmm. like crazy. Mm -hmm. You mm-hmm. Cultivate that deep loving relationship. Also, that like lonely state can kind of be like a fear of not really liking who you're sitting with alone, which is yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: what do you need to love about yourself? What do you need to give to yourself? How do you need to have fun with yourself first before you try to try distracting yourself with all these other things or numbing yourself out? Mm-hmm. Loneliness can just, for me, just be like a big ding, ding, ding.
1: Time to tune in. It's, it's uncomfortable. Very. Right? It's like loneliness is an like uncomfortable feeling, but it's, all, it's only in the discomfort do we actually get that opportunity to grow. So embrace it.
0: Well, the thing too is like, I don't know about you, but I've been in situations. So this is why I realize not all of the things that I tried were for me. I've been in situations where I'm in a big group of people or a small group of people and I feel lonely. Mm -hmm. Right? So, the the surrounding yourself with people or things isn't necessarily the key unless you like who you step into it as and step Mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's a great segue into your joyride program, right? Too. only if you're going through, you know, heartbreak or divorce, then being able to connect to this, sometimes it's like when you can feel lonely in a, in a full room, it's because you feel like nobody understands what you are dealing with. Yeah. And so having a space where you can be vulnerable and talk about things that are hard with women who are possibly going through very similar as things. It's such a powerful thing. And um, vulnerability is a huge strength. So if you guys are if anybody's dealing with um, that kind of transition, you'll have to definitely connect with um, Heidi about her joyride program.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I think a huge part of it for me and the reason why I'm doing the program in the first place is like, we need to be seen in our struggle. And we need to be, we need to be seen in our celebrations Mm -hmm. and you're going to ride the wave, baby. I mean, that's what life's all about. So you might as well like grab a board and surf along some other people who are riding the same wave as you, Mm -hmm. you know, and just be, be a part of it. So thanks for that. Um, I have two closing questions. They're real brief. After you tell us what you're up to, how people can find you. What should we know like how can people just get more of you in their life?
1: Uh-huh um, so I, I hang out a lot on Instagram at Danielle Lee darling um, Darlene like isn't she darling not Darlene. is um, those are my two middle names so Lee and darling um, and so i I am with a holistic wellness company. And so my passion is helping women, you know, grow in better bodies, better mindsets, better bank accounts. And like I said, I'm working on my life coaching certification. So I am for willing to get- any pigs for that as well. Um, but I really am passionate about helping women build a bridge to better. Um, when I started transitioning out of my relationship, I was so grateful that I had built a business for myself out of the pockets of my day when my kids were little so that I had something cause I was a stay at home mom. Yeah. Um, I had was bringing some income and it turned into a full-time income and I was able to to build my own bridge to a life that I absolutely love now and so that's my passion and my life's work I love it so much because I talk to so
0: many women who are going through what we've been through who that financial piece kicks in whether you were um, contributing financially to your relationship or whether you were contributing energetically, right, and didn't have a job, that piece, regardless of where you're at, can be very daunting at first, right? When your bank account goes from one to like half or what now? So I love that you have created that financial freedom and so much more beyond Um, I we
1: have a really beautiful community of women who empower and lift each other up and grow each other, and our mindset and stuff. And literally, I'm I what I do is I take people's grocery bills, and I turn it into a monetizing asset. Yeah. So I mean, and especially with the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But like, especially with the recession coming, it's really important that um, women, even if you are in a, you know, healthy relationship and stuff like that, that to build multiple streams of income by monetizing your groceries is an, is incredible.
0: Yeah. I hear so many women say like financial freedom and then also like time freedom, that flexibility when they're flying solo, at least for a little while of like, I gotta have time to like do my days and my things and pick up the kids and still... Life continues to go on. So just, I love how you've been able to create this freedom and excitement and practice in your life just through creating your own business. So you guys like tap into Danielle for all the things. She's just such, such an incredible resource. So my two closing questions are, what is one thing that you love most about yourself?
1: Oh, we talked about this uh, during the podcast, but it's my ability to, uh, like, love someone and believe in someone and, like, just, uh, like, believe in them until they believe in themselves kind of thing. Like, I, you, it's really hard to quit me (laughs) (laughs) when I, once I get, like, connect with you and stuff like that, I will just love on you until, until my last breath. So, um, I, my big heart is probably... The, the thing that I love about most of myself, so.
0: A thousand percent, a thousand percent. And then the last question is, looking back at the most wounded or heartbroken version of yourself, what are a few things you'd tell her? Or maybe there are a few things that you remind yourself of today when she tries to hijack your highest
1: self. You are enough, you are worthy, are the two biggest things. Yeah. and that was the big stuff that really um, I worked on a lot with my RTT was, was the enoughness. Yeah. There's a a lot of women who are lacking that messaging, um, especially with the world of social media and things like that. It's very easy to believe that you're not enough, um, that your life is lacking in any way. And I'm here to tell you that if you just, lean in to the beautiful aspects of life the universe will guide you um and to your to you know because you are enough you are worthy you're here your soul is here to live as its fullest expression as you what the universe wants for you so
0: That's beautiful. I know somebody needed to hear that today. Maybe it was me, but you are enough and you are worthy. Put those big sticky notes on your wall, you guys, and reach out to us. Lean on us. Danielle loves getting messages. She is the queen of connection, and I do too. So if we can serve you in any way possible, or if you have extra additional questions after this podcast you can go ahead and send them to joyfullydivorced at gmail.com or you can dm them to danielle or myself and we'll get back at you this episode will air on cup of joy the podcast next week tuesday if you want to hit up the replay audibly or you can just uh, watch the replay here on the gram so thanks for joining us today danielle thank you so much for your love thank you so much for your light Thank you so much for being your beautiful self. I adore you. And to the rest of you, go out into the world, shine your light bright, and love yourselves healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own Jump to Joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.